Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit how you felt about Kingdom Hearts? It sucks. Hello, and welcome to Where Gaming Weekly for the week of February 6th, 2019. I'm a little inebriated, and my name is Nick Ware. This is my brother from the same mother, Joshua Ware. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. So this week we have a quite a few, just actually less than normal. So if you're if you're used to it, it's a little shorter than normal news stories today. Uh, we have Apex Legends, which is uh, storming the internet, as well as Xbox coming to Switch, which I'm kind of excited for, and so much more. Uh, so let's just get get right into it to the who, what, and the where. And the who for this 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 week is the Apex Legends. So I'll kick it off. With GameSpot from Phil Hornshaw. Uh, so if you didn't know, there's a little company called Remedy who makes... Not Remedy. Respawn. Respawn. I was like, uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> Respawn. Uh, who has made Titanfall 1 and 2. I'm sure they've worked on a couple Call of Duties and stuff like that. No, they're EA. So they haven't done that. Well, now they're EA. They were bought by EA. Oh, that's right. Uh, but uh, so the the origins of Respawn is they were a former Infinity Ward. See, I was right the whole time. So Respawn and Infinity Ward develops the Call of Duty games. So see, yeah. Josh has got my back. So Respawn, who has made Titanfall one and two, uh, has come out with a battle royale called Apex Legends, and Phil Horns Hornshaw from GameSpot has ha- has the scoop for us. The leaks and rumors were true. Apex Legends, a new challenger in the Thunderdome of Battle Royale games, is here. Respawn Entertainment's shooter, which is free to play, is part of the developer Titanfall's universe, and while the game was just announced, it's already available to download on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. You can see it in action in, in the video above if you go to the GameSpot, blah, 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 blah. blah. So Respawn teased the game on social media over the weekend following leaks that spilled some details onto the internet. The developer broadcasted a live stream to deliver the official announcement and our first look at the game. Apex Legends follows Battle Royale games like Fortnite and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds while making a few key changes to the formula. First, it's a wholly team-based game with 20 teams of three players facing off on one huge map. Like other games in the genre, you and your squad enter Apex Legends with no weapons or items and have to scavenge everything you need to be the last team standing. The big difference between Apex Legends and other games like it is the inclusion of characters you choose from at the beginning of the match. Each character has a different role in your squad and different special abilities, including ultimate abilities that charge up over time. You're still finding all your guns, armor, and items on the island, but you have specific capabilities you can combine with your teammates that affect your strategy. There are eight characters or legends in the game at launch, and Respawn will be adding more over time. Respawn has also an an innovative addition to Battle Royale in its ping system. With one dedicated button, you can ping locations, objects, and other players, marking them on your teammates' screens and drawing their attention to them. Hmm. Ping a piece of loot, and your character will call it out and mark it for someone else, should they need it. While pinging enemies allows you to call out their location to your squad. The system is pretty robust, making it possible to communicate well with your squad without ever talking to them, which is handy for matchmaking, where not everyone might have a headset. Uh, there's more here. So make sure you go over to GameSpot um, and give it a click and a like. Um, so 
you and I, Josh, have not been quite the Battle Royale gamers. At all. Would you say? Uh, see, the thing for me is that it gives me a lot of anxiety. Uh, I've tried my Fortnite. I've not tried Battle Royale, but I've tried... Uh, sorry, PUBG is what I meant to say. But Fortnite gives me so much anxiety. Because, uh, I mean, just like any team deathmatch, any PvP, really, is is just like... Um, I suck at games. And mm-hmm. most likely will suck at Battle Royale. Yeah, I'm the same. I uh, I didn't try uh, PUBG or Fortnite, but I did uh, when H1Z1 came to PS4. I tried mm-hmm. to hop into that. Yeah, I tried that one as well. And it was like, you know, just no. No. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not very good at shooters in general or games. <laughs> but uh, at least not competitively by myself. Sure. Uh, I, I do much better in a team because yeah. I'm a supporter. Well, this one seems like it might be good for you then because yeah. you can squad up. With uh, with other people, definitely. Like you in, have to be in squads. Like like, like in Destiny, it. if I'm going to go into the Crucible, I prefer to go to a team based mm-hmm. match, um, like Control or uh, even like Supremacy or something. But yeah. I, I I always avoided the Rumble mm-hmm. matches because I'm just not very good by myself. It's been a, and I like knowing I can, I might be able to turn one way and see friends. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like friends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, back in the day when. Uh, there wasn't so much um, battle royale going on, mm-hmm. and like uh, I remember Modern Warfare three, or it was one of the Black Ops. I did a lot of free for all or or one on one, which it was the same thing. Um, and part of me liked it because when I'm in team deathmatch, every time I see a person, I just want to shoot them, mm-hmm. just because I have no idea. Uh, that's pretty much how I do with games. It's like I see a person walking on screen, and I shoot them, mm-hmm. and they could be my team. And then I'm like, "Why aren't you dying?" I'm like, "Oh, because you're on my team. Yeah. That's why you're not dying." So I liked free for all for a bit because it means I can shoot anybody, and well, usually I die, but hopefully they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, with battle royale, since I know now what's happening, all I really want to do is just run away and scream in a corner. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I don't think that I'll get into Apex Legends um, because mm. of, well, that reason. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of discourse on the internet um, on some of the Facebook pages I'm a part of, I think you're a part of, mm-hmm. um, where EA, uh, the publishers for uh, Respawn. Titanfall, yeah. Respawn, uh, have, people have been kind of questioning why they decided to release this right now especially within two weeks, um, Anthem is supposed yeah. to be coming out. And so uh, there's been some commentary in the past about mm-hmm. yeah, Titanfall coming out. Uh, Titanfall 2 came out just weeks either before or after. Before and after. Uh, so Battlefield I think, 1. Uh, yeah, there was, bat- uh, there, was, there was a Battlefield game and a Call of Duty game. Oh right, right. Uh, within two weeks, either way of Titanfall two, which was they didn't have any control over Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. they did have control over Battlefield and Titanfall. And so the argument in the past had been, why would you cannibalize your own software? And it sounds like people have been making the assumption on the internet that this is what's happening here too. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I hundred percent agree. Because I think they're targeting different kinds of people. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think this game is gonna necessarily have any effect or be affected by Anthem. I think 
I mean, I think anthems are going to affect like just everything yeah. in some way, shape, or form. But I don't know that <clears throat> this is going to be ultimately like killed by anthem because anthem anthem doesn't have a PvP mm-hmm. at least not at launch, and it's going to cater to a more story based game. And maybe someone who's playing anthem wants to hop out and try you know a, a battle royale and if. <clears throat> Apex Legends is available, you know, they might have that downloaded as well. So I don't know. I don't think that's going to be necessarily an issue. Um, I don't know if we have a quote, the quote from uh, the respawn guys, but they they were, they were talking about um, how instead of having this like drawn out uh, like marketing deal where they got to try to explain what it is or try to explain the loot boxes because you know because of ea and that kind of stuff they're just like let's just let the game speak for itself yeah and put it out there and say hey here you go try it out we we think this is an incredible game and uh, we think you'll like it yeah i think that's kind of a respectable uh and uh, so they just shadow dropped it It was leaked 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 then boom they it was out and i i kind of think the leaks were not leaks i think they were planned well i mean like a week ago last week we didn't know anything about it yeah so, um, and now it's out. So and now it's out. Um, what do you think it means for the other battle royales? Um, and again, take this with what you will, because neither of us are invested in any of the current battle royale systems. So we don't mean to speak in some sort of authoritative way. No. But just looking at it from afar, what do you think it means for those other platforms? Um, I'm not really sure. Call of Duty people are go- are Call of Duty people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you're someone who was kind of sitting on the fence because, like, I didn't want to pay sixty dollars to play Blackout. Of course, I only, I almost think that, didn't they release that free to play? And yet, to... uh, not yet. But I think there's discussions. About yeah. It. Again, um, take it for the grand salt. Um. Yeah. Uh, and Fortnite is the biggest thing in the world right yeah. now. So, uh, if it's affected, it's not gonna be much. And I don't know that these can't coexist. Yeah. Uh, probably the one that's gonna hurt the most is PUBG. They, yeah. Uh, from from everything I hear about this, it looks great. It runs great. It's more uh, comparable to what Activision's done with the Blackout mode and uh, Black Ops Four. Yeah. And now they did <clears> say um, that the Titans are not in. This yeah, mode. this is this is this is in the Titanfall universe, but there are no Titans in it. It's just the Apex Legends, whatever they whatever they are. Um, I mean, I played... and, and and it sounds like it's going to be some sort of like cross between. Like it's got elements of like Overwatch, where they have these heroes that yeah. um, they were talking about, and you have different classes you could play. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds interesting. If I can find a group of people, I might hop into it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, especially free to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that element too. I mean, sort of Fortnite. Um, I think the problem with Fortnite for me, um, and we don't have to go into a diatribe about Fortnite, but um, the building mechanics part really you know put a damper on things for me uh because there's already so much going on to mm-hmm. have to s- set aside time in my brain to build something to help protect me to mine resources to then turn yeah, around yeah. and build i mean i didn't and... like minecraft for a reason and i don't yeah. want to play a shooter that also makes me play minecraft yeah um which is simplifying things of course sure uh but um we're i'm also speaking for myself I'm not a very competitive person mm-hmm. um like my biggest Self-esteem boost was when I actually got, like, more than two kills in a row on Destiny's PvP <laughs> mode. And I recorded that. And I'm like, I'm so awesome at this. And then, also, I never published it because I realized half the people on the internet are better at me than this. So, it is what it is. 
If you are interested in Apex or Fortnite or PUBG or any of those, I think it's interesting, uh, not to, you know, we're about to move on, but not, is that we have these, like, four now? Five, maybe? Oh, uh, Battlefield's supposed to be bringing their own that hasn't quite released yet. Now, at this point, I don't know if I'd want to be Battle... It, it's such a weird place right now that, at, at least in my lifetime, seeing a genre become a genre. Mm-hmm. Like, what once was just King of the Hill... Or, or you know, free for all, is now a game that you can just play that. Yeah. And it's making billions of dollars for yeah. Epic and for all this stuff. It's so fascinating to see. What also sucks as a as a hardcore, quote unquote, hardcore gamer that I'm just not interested in it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know, it's just uh, I like watching the story from. You afar. like what you like. I mean. Yeah. Um, speaking of liking what you like, I guess. Um, if you like PlayStation, you might have PlayStation Plus. And it turns out you're not the only one, because there's at least 36.3 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. Now, before we go into the story, a couple weeks ago we talked about how there were 91 million PlayStations out in the wild. Yeah. So a third of PlayStation owners have PlayStation Plus, which, this is kind of the discussion before the actual news article. Mm-hmm. But the uh, so before I even read this news article, I just want to talk about this. To me, it's like I can't imagine, and maybe this is me being out of touch with how everyone else is. It's like I can't imagine having a PlayStation without having PlayStation Plus. Not because I feel like it's an obligation, but more it's just like half the things I do require mm-hmm. that sort of internet online capability. Sure. Having Destiny, having whatever. Um, <clears throat> well, probably. Yeah, you know, if I wasn't into Destiny, and if I didn't get into online playing, the only reason to have PlayStation Plus would be to get the free games. Yeah, that's true. And if the free games haven't been, you know, knocking it out of the park, why 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 am I going to pay a hundred dollars a year or whatever? That's true. It is? Um, now, do you know if the uh, like being online? Are there online components that you can use without having PlayStation Plus? Well, I mean, like you can you can still like watch Netflix and all that kind of stuff. But... Right. Well, I guess I just mean like if if I was playing a game that had leaderboards or something on that. Um, I think it, it probably depends on the game. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure. I think I think Resogun didn't require PlayStation Plus. Oh, that's true. And you could pay great game by the way. No. Yeah. Yeah. Launch game still yeah. really good. I remember when we were first talking about Resogun. And it was, like, the first game we ever got on PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. And we were just so mesmerized by the particles. Yeah, the particles you, were you amazing. You had brought this up. We were playing, and uh, I hadn't thought about it like that. But you were just like, there's so many particles on screen. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about, Josh? And you're like, there's so many pieces of things floating around. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it was really cool. Being a more adult gamer now, I, I can appreciate what that means. Yeah. So, uh, so Sammy Barker at Push Square. Again, 3.6 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. <clears throat> Sony's making more revenue from PlayStation Network than Nintendo is in its entirety, which demonstrates the scale of the juggernaut that the Japanese giant has created. The juggernaut that the Japanese giant has created. Of course, a huge hunk. Probably chunk? 
of change can be attributed to this, play. Uh, Sammy Barker is <laughs> playing with alliterations. <laughs> He's a, just having fun with, of course, a, a huge, huge hunk and uh, the juggernaut that the Japanese giant has created. So, a huge hunk of a cha- of change can be attributed to PlayStation Plus, the subscription service which allows play- PlayStation Four owners to download a section of free games every month and also enables them to play online. This generation, the company has been particularly good at not only retaining existing subscribers, but also expanding its audience. And as part of today's financial report, today would have been couple days ago it revealed that as of the 31st of december the service had a whopping 36.3 million members that's a record up 2 million from the end of september of 2018 it means that around 40 percent of all playstation 4 owners are subscribed to the service but it's perhaps worth remembering that people who've purchased multiple consoles such as those who've upgraded to the ps4 pro for example skew the attach rate somewhat with an annual subscription costing around $50, though, you don't need an abacus to know that PS Plus is effectively a cash cow. I don't, I don't know. That last thing he was talking about, um, yeah, it's about a, the people skewing the numbers by buying a new console. I don't think that changes. You don't have to buy a new PlayStation Plus subscription when you buy right. it. Whereas this is coming from people, two guys who have no idea going on. I mean, we upgraded from a ps4 to a ps pro and we didn't and this is and we keep all our same data yeah everything. we didn't we didn't add playstation plus yeah or another subscription well i guess maybe maybe the math that they're looking at is how many playstation 4s have been bought well you're right no that would always that would skew the number of consoles uh the 91 million whereas um the number of PlayStation Plus subscribers isn't going to be affected by someone upgrading their PlayStation. Right. <clears throat> um, but um, it, it still is interesting to think about how mm. you know, how many people use the service. Sure. But also, I, I still think how many people don't use the service, service is what really grabs me. Sure. I think this article and the headline is supposed to talk about how many people are using it. But to me, I kind of think of it the opposite way. I, I, thought, it, I thought it did sound kind of low. Uh, but... If, I mean, you think about people just buy it for a game and sell it. I, we know a few people who, yeah, yeah, just oh, I play it for this. Oh, I sold my PlayStation because I wanted an Xbox, and then like they'll go back and forth and yeah. Mm, so, um, or people who just buy secondhand mm-hmm. uh, PS4s don't have internet. Yeah, but, yeah that's true. Uh, definitely don't mean to sound, um, you know, inconsiderate to people who can't use it. I just. Again, it's yeah. one of those things from my position. Is like I just feel like it's a it's almost a necessity at this point. Um, but again, if you don't play Destiny, you don't play online, then maybe you don't. <clears throat> what it, what could uh, I'm going back to that number? What could skew the numbers is that says a third of all PlayStation fours are are covered by PS Plus. But the, the, what number it's skew, skewing is. There are more PlayStation 4s in the wild because of people who... Use up, PS4s. No, oh. because of people who upgrade. Oh. So, okay, I was, I'm was i thinking about that differently now. Yeah. Because now there are more PlayStations sold, but you didn't buy another play, uh, PS Plus subscription. So, oh, okay. so it's going de- to so decrease that uh, percentage. Yeah. Okay. We're working this out together. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> but we're not done yet. You want to take this next one? Sure. I get to talk. <laughs> uh, now, this is an interesting one. 
Microsoft plans Xbox Live for Nintendo Switch and mobile. This is by Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. Uh, Microsoft is readying a new level of Xbox Live support for Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android devices. The, wi- the, the Windows Maker teases teased the reveal due next month at GDC 2019 via the industry event's own conference schedule. The, uh, the move will see Microsoft integrate Xbox Live achievements, friends, clubs, and game history into non-Xbox and Windows PC platforms for the first time. Quote, Xbox Live is about to get much bigger, end quote. Uh, this is Microsoft's description reads. Uh, continuing the quote, Xbox Live is expanding from 400, m- 400 million gaming devices. That's what I think it says. 400M gaming devices. That sounds like a lot. Well, I, I guess that counts PCs. Yeah. I was going to say, th- no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could add up all the pl- Xboxes, and I don't think it adds up to that number. Mm. Anyway, 400 million gaming devices and to reach <clears throat> over 68 million a- active players to, to over... 2 billion? Is this what the quote says? This is what the quote says. This is, and maybe we just misunderstand the uh, letter after the numbers. Yeah, it's like, and and a reach to over sixty-eight m active players, to over two billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Now this is kind of like a preview into what's supposed to happen in GDC in the next few weeks. Yeah. So. Perhaps there will be some clarification on these numbers. Sure, and again, this is the game developers content uh, uh, conference, so mm-hmm. these are going to be a little bit more technical than is you know for We're the for to. the layperson. So, <clears throat> so it's just significant for Microsoft to be doing something like yeah. this to branch out of their own platform onto the Nintendo Switch. That's the most su- surprising mm-hmm. uh, piece of news. I mean. Not necessarily surprising that you get an app on your phone for Xbox Live. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it's going to be even more robust where it, you can do it from uh, your Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, to me, uh, like the first thing I think about, which may not necessarily be what they're planning, but the first thing I think about is w- me and Josh have talked several times about how you know we don't have an Xbox but there's certain games that we'd like to play, but we just don't have. But like, if I could play Cuphead on my Switch, that'd be really cool. But I don't know if that's exactly what they're aiming yeah. for. With the this is just the Xbox Live, like data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd be able to open up an app on your phone, uh, Apple, Android, or uh, your Switch, and you know, have all your game information. Maybe you could make purchases, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like an app on your phone, um, and you, you could have your friends list and. Check your achievements and things like that, and you know I've heard you know people talking about well what, what about bringing games pass is that what this is leading to and I don't I mean we we talked when we were you know pro, uh, you know uh, predicting the cloud gaming future yeah, having yeah, yeah. having little icons on a device that has PlayStation and and I, that would be a wonderful future but I definitely don't think that's anytime soon but what I find what I'm thinking about this is and I haven't heard anybody mention about it, is this brings your friends list over to the Switch. Yeah. Basically, if you're an Xbox player or an Xbox Live player, you now have access to your friends list any anywhere if you have a Switch. And that's going to be more important moving forward as more cross-platform games are going to be 
you know, allowed. So yeah, like yeah. like Fortnite, and uh, I think Apex uh, Legends mentioned uh, mm-hmm. the developers respawn said that they they you will be able to play eventually with all across all the platforms. I don't think they've mentioned. Well, have they mentioned much about Switch? Uh, no, they didn't mention the Switch per se. Which I mean doesn't mean they can't do cross platform. Yeah, um, but just to say like. Hey, I'm playing on the Switch and I'm playing Fortnite, and then I see a buddy of mine hop on mm-hmm. uh, Xbox and he wants to play Fortnite. We could just, I, we could just shoot, you know, a message. So, based off what you're saying, uh, <clears throat> the, the, to you, does it seem like more of a almost like a social media app than a, a user face to play games? Yeah, no, I don't, this is you're not gonna play games on this. This is just gonna be like, just this is just an interface. Okay. For okay. for your Xbox information, so like, yeah, uh, you, you buy games, see your friends, check your achievements, that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, since the Switch is like friends, like your friend list and getting friends on there is just not fun. Um, you could just bring your Xbox. W blank 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 blank. Right. Uh, you can bring your just your Xbox list over and s- see all the people who are playing, and then it'll show people on Xbox that you're online and maybe you're, that you're on the Switch, mm-hmm. and so like, hey, well, why don't we play a cross-platform game? Let's let's play Smash Rocket Brothers League. on the Xbox One. No, I don't think that's no? gonna happen. Okay. No, but not not yet. So I uh, I think that's where this is really leading to. Um, m- maybe in the future, if Sony will play nice and Xbox just wanna wants to get out of the hardware business not, not that i think that's what they're where they're heading but if that's something they wanted to do you could have the xbox app on anything and they would just pay like you know a, a rental space for yeah their app or something that's kind of an interesting thought though because for the longest time we've always well we have you know teased the idea that why doesn't nintendo just make software just make software but what you just said there is like what if Xbox is the one that just makes software, uh, see, I or, or at least or uh, digital platforms, and completely remove themselves from the yeah, physical space. I, I feel like the the moves that Microsoft has been making with the X Cloud initiative, uh, you know, the uh, doing this being the first to open cross platform play, I feel like that is kind of the direction they want to lead. They want to go into a cloud, the cloud gaming service and just be on everything. Play anywhere. And they anywhere. really mean play anywhere. Yeah. But I don't know that I can see them completely taking themselves out of the hardware race just because of, I mean, what we are, have already heard predicted about Scarlet and whatever, the Anaconda, whatever it is. Just because I think it's going to be, kind of be like iTunes. You can get iTunes on an Apple platform mm-hmm. or you can get it anywhere else. And Apple is still going to provide you their own... And well, you can't get it on Android, but... You can't get iTunes on Android? But you can get it on your PC. Well, well this isn't a PC, but you can get it on a PC. Anyway. Well, I guess my thought process is, like, I, I, for some reason, I, at least in the current mindset, I don't think that they're going to no, completely no. Like, like I said earlier, I, I don't think this is... This is happening now sure, this is sure, just sure. like testing the waters and getting things moving in that direction this yeah, is this yeah. is like turning the ship or moving an iceberg like it's it's not going to be a quick thing but this is them making those moves mm-hmm. to get out of the hardware business maybe and just be a, save them some money in the long run oh yeah 
So we'll see. Well, well, I think the other thing to that um, is, I think the other reason I'm like I'm not sure so sure is that of the of the party first parties that they've acquired. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, again, I'm I'm thinking about it literally when it's probably not as literal as I'm making it sound, but in this world where they've decided, you know, we're just going to step back and make, and, you know, just make games, mm-hmm. but not make consoles. Like all of a sudden, what does that mean for the initiative and, uh, well, I mean, playground then, then and, they're just a publisher mm-hmm. like Activision, yeah. Bethesda, uh, EA, like they, they'll just become a publisher. And it does never be on PlayStation though. Maybe they will. And then Sony will acquire them, and then no, <laughs> <laughs> no. but Monopoly. Uh, if you're interested in the Games Developer Conference, um, that's a very technical thing that I don't even know that I'm really that. I always enjoy GDC. In. There's always something interesting that comes out of the, out of it. So um, that uh, GDC runs uh, uh, March 18th through the 22nd, and we'll, we'll keep you updated on the news that comes out of that and. Uh, I think the Dice Awards are right before then, so... Oh, yeah, they're in February, so... Yeah, so we'll keep you apprised of... Uh, they're going to talk more, uh, Microsoft is, at GDC. So we'll, well, we, when we find out more, we'll let you know. All right. Um, the last big news story today comes from Colin Stevens at IGN.com talking about the PS5. Uh, I read the Surprise. first two stories, so why don't you go ahead and... Okay. So a new Sony patent has fans hoping for PS5 backwards compatibility. Ooh. <clears throat> a new patent filed by Sony suggests the next PlayStation could include backward compatibility for previous PlayStation consoles, and fans are very excited. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, the patent, which can be found on uh, a bunch of information you don't need to know. I didn't really do a really good job of editing any of this today. Uh, the patent was filed on January 20th, 2017, and published on January 31st, 2019 by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, invest- inventors listed include PS4 lead architect Mark Cerny and principal programmer at Sony Entertainment Europe, uh, Simon Pilgrim. Not to be confused with Scott Pilgrim. Not Scott Pilgrim. And Mark Cerny, if you aren't familiar with it, there's a little game that no one likes called knack and knack 2 which was supposed to be kind of like a technical it's one of those technical displays for yeah. the playstation 4 which is cute, not but... not to mark uh, this sounds like i'm trying to diss mark cerny and no. i'm really not it's just a, it, it was one of those good ideas turned I mean, he was a lead architect for the ps4 which yeah. is an incredible console it's so mark cerny is someone to pay attention to despite knack <laughs> um simon pilgrim is the first time i've ever heard of him yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, Pilgrim. It says Pilgrim's first listing on uh, LinkedIn notes him as developing optimized cross-platform maths, animation, and geometry libraries Must for be British. Yeah, PS3, PS Vita, and PS4 platforms. Rip, PS Vita. Um, the patent details a process that could run software from legacy devices perfectly on new on a new device. It notes that components like a CPU maybe. Faster in new devices, but the architecture might not match closely enough with previous hardware CPUs in order to play the older software. So to trick the legacy software to work with the new hardware, it mimics legacy devices. 
diagrams. This is very technical. Very technical. It, basically, uh, also suggest the system spoofs processor IDs to facilitate this. Uh, I don't know that the rest of this is important. We've we've been talking about it. Like I said I can't imagine a world where Sony doesn't include backwards compatibility in some fashion or another. I imagined a world where it didn't, where it did. Um, and I might be wrong. Yeah, it might be wrong. This suggests that they're at least trying. The little bit have... that I garnered from that mumbo jumbo of technical speak, which again, go over to Colin Stevens at IGN to look at this article and discern what you want to discern out of it. But kind of what I got was... Don't discern. <laughs> don't discern Um <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> I'm the one who's had a few drinks tonight. Come on. Um, was that... Uh, so it sounds like if I'm discerning it correctly <laughs> is that does it sound like to you that I can just put in a PS3 or a PS4 disc and it would read it? That that's that's what it says. Basically, that it, it's gonna trick the the software into. Now I don't know if that'll be disc based. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll read the disc. Maybe it'll just be the the, the data. Yeah, may, but maybe it won't matter. Mm-hmm. They're saying that the hardware that they're using is going to uh, trick the software into into working. Basically. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see if we get confirmation of this, which we won't until they announce the PS5. Yeah. Um, we'll let you know. Yeah. Um, if, very fascinating, and uh, it's still, you know, leading to what I said. Not you. No, no. See, my whole stance was that we were so convinced that it would happen with the PS4, and the PS4 did so many things right, but not that. Yeah. And so, why does that give me any reason to believe that it'll happen for the next one? I, I told you why last time. I know. Uh, and I'll believe when I see it. Mm-hmm. One more story. One more story. Kingdom March 3, the game that we'll be talking about for forever, is the only game worth talking about. Steve Watts at GameSpot. Kingdom March 3 breaks franchise sales records. Kingdom Hearts 3 has shipped more than 5 million copies, according to Square Enix. The figure, which includes digital and physical sales, makes it the fastest-selling game in the series. This is a shipped figure instead of a sold-through to customers, but it is still an impressive feat for the first week on the market. So just to to break that down a little bit, so what that's saying is that this is how many copies have been given to the stores, not necessarily what's been given to the customers. Right. Right. Um, so the numbers may not exactly match up. So it's a little dis- disingenuous. Not disingenuous. I mean, it, it's I mean, a, yeah. five million shipped. It's still a lot, and it means there's a high demand for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the sales going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they to sold at least updated. one copy. Yeah. To us. Uh, the high sales mark. Sorry, the high sales make sense given the anticipation for this third installment, which is more like the twelfth installment. Kingdom Hearts 2 released more than a decade ago, so fans have been waiting a long time for the conclusion of this story. Though the time between has been filled with side stories that fill in some gaps, like Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, the first numbered entry in so long was bound to make a splash. If you're getting ready to embark on your own journey through Disney Worlds, be sure to check out our... Well, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, nah, we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need all that. 
Um, so that leads us in to this week's topic. This week's topic can be nothing other than Kingdom Hearts 3. So if you're not interested in Kingdom Hearts 3, this would probably be a good time to bounce. Bye. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is, this again, will be spoiler free. Yeah, completely spoiler free. We're just going to give you our top level and yeah, we, maybe a little, like... We talked about it a little bit last week, but we've both had a lot more time to play and have some better impressions to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we will be doing a spoiler cast in the next few weeks um, once we've once we've had time to finish the game. So please stay tuned to that if you are interested. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who might just think about me buying the game but aren't so sure, stay tuned because we're going to be talking about that. So Josh... You are at least maybe two, maybe three hours ahead of me in the game. At least in terms of, like, game play, game accomplished. I feel like you you just completed uh, the one we were, you were mentioned before, right? Um, yeah. Yes. A- anyway, I, I think I'm much further than that. Oh, really? uh, I feel like I'm within about three to four hours of finishing oh okay yeah 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 uh maybe less than that have you okay before we get to my question so think about maybe the first hand like the first are you in the i mean you're still in the second set of i'm in the second set of worlds right i think i'm on the fifth world uh it's hard to talk vagities but anyway um, get on to the question. Well, my question is, um, what right now, not in a spoiler-free way, what are you? What is your biggest takeaway is from the game? Are you surprised by anything? Are <clears throat> you not surprised by anything? Um, how how does it feel for you? So before the game came out, I would I set our expectations. I said there is no way. That this story, that this game, is going to be satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Said this game has been twelve years in the making. There's so much anticipation leading into this story that there's just no way they could tie it up and be completely satisfied. And I haven't finished the game, but I was wrong. Really, I was wrong. So you are feeling satisfied by what's happening. Um, there are so many things. And for the record. Josh has not said any of this to me, so yeah, yeah so we we made sure we saved this for this conversation. So um, my reactions are in real time. So uh, <clears throat> I don't want to go too much into it because yeah. if we do spoiler cast, we'll mm-hmm. we'll go over some of the sim- similar points. But um, that's not to say it's perfect because it's not. True. Um, but I am impressed at where how I feel about the game. Okay. I, I I went in pretty much feeling like. I was going to be disappointed, and you're not. I am far from it. So I've been listening to a lot of different commentators talk about the game, mm-hmm. and the one thing I wanted to say, and uh, feel free to disagree, is this: whatever this this game specifically, um, you know, there was this news article from I think or uh, video I think it was from Kotaku that was like this is the unreviewable game. Oh but, yeah, but. What I what I really wanted like my my take on it was that this game whatever you feel about this game is right. Sure. 
Uh, and what I mean by that is like, if you hate this game, you're probably right. <laughs> and if you love this game, you're probably right. Yeah. It, it, it's, I've never had a game that, like, I've listened to all the criticisms of this game from the from the the people that I listen to from whatever, and I'm like, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, the 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 gameplay is rooted in 2005. Yeah. Uh, there the combat you tap X a whole lot of times, and then you might press square and triangle, um, to change it up a little bit, and the dialogue. There's a lot of awkward silences that you don't know why. They just don't start talking. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the characters sound like they're speaking in a vacuum. Yeah. And you're just like, why is this happening? <laughs> so let's start off. I, I wrote some notes here, uh, kind of going over similar points. Um, we'll start off with the negatives. Uh, like we mentioned last week, I think uh, the button mapping is just so disappointing. Mm-hmm. It You jump with circle. You, you attack with X, and you dodge with square. And it's just, like, completely wrong. But if you move everything. the stick at the same time, then you, like, if you just hit square, you parry. But right. if you move the stick at the same time, which I'm always moving the stick, you, you're you dodge just roll. So I, I, I never block. I've never blocked a person. Never block. Yeah. yeah so um, <clears throat> you, can't, you can't change it. It tricks you into thinking you can change it because there's a, there's a menu item that says... Button configuration. And then you flip it, and it takes you five minutes to figure out what you changed. And it really doesn't change anything. Yeah. Like, it doesn't change anything. Um, so, that's disappointing. But once my once I played it for a couple hours, I was used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, every now and then, try to hit X to jump. Yeah. I just, I, you yeah. jump with X, you attack with square, and you block with circle. Like, th- that just makes sense. Yeah. Or, or go back. You know, mm-hmm. circle is that. So... That that's annoying. Um, I'm calling this uh, Tutorial Simulator 2019. Oh yeah. The, even up to the point I'm at, they're still introducing new mechanics. Like new mechanics. Another none of the things that they're introducing are like, oh god, like why am I doing this? It's just like we we should be into the point where I shouldn't see like this is how you do this. Yeah. I I, I feel like it's just. So handholdy, and it's only because they're introducing new types of mechanics later in the game that we didn't need this. Or if you had done this earlier in the game, we could have known how to do this by now. Right. Okay. Um, and so, but I like until the end. So far, it's been every every hour or so I get a new. Oh, if you do this, or if you do this. Oh, in order to do this, you got to hit this and this and this, and it's a l- little frustrating. Um. Let's see, the clunky dialogue, especially at the beginning, um, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the first world, like it just sounds very exp- exposition mm-hmm. and dry. So um, as you go on, it gets a little better, but um, you still feel that here and okay. there. Uh, some of the later levels um, get into the properties they want you to go to mm-hmm. like th- these are their tentpole properties and they treat them a lot better mm-hmm. uh than i've like noticed that hercules i mean he, they treat him like a brick wall which is so weird tangent people hate on hercules for so no much. reason no but hercules good reason. is so her, I, I was thinking about this the other day while i was driving for work 
because I have a lot of time to think about this, because I was listening to someone talk about Hercules and how I was like, Hercules is just whatever. And how somehow Hunchback in Notre Dame is better than Hercules. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Hercules is the closest you'll ever get to a perfect movie being in Prisoner of Groove. Hercules has the same kind of comic comedic timing mm-hmm. and the the jokes that we get that Emperor's yeah. New Groove has. It's just it was like Emperor's New Groove was just too late. Yeah. But and Hercules was somehow too early. Mm-hmm. Like it, they were only three years apart. I know. <laughs> and somehow Aladdin, which is earlier than all of it, was the best movie to come out. Well, that that there's no somehow about it. That was Robin Williams. Sure. And, and anyway, anyway. Um, I'm just saying, don't treat Hercules disrespectfully. And whatever. Continue. I've, I've got more to talk about, but I think I'll save it for the... Spoiler? At least uh, my criticisms of it, because uh, we'll rehash a lot of that. Uh, so, what, what do you think? Do you have anything... I don't know that I have anything markedly different to say. I'm, of course, I'm much earlier in the game than you are. Uh, I have had less time to, to de- play with it. But I've gotten to the point where I can make... like decisions on how i feel about certain things which is kind of what i was saying at the beginning was that like all the things that people have problems with it i acknowledge are there but maybe it's nostalgia uh, maybe it's because i knew what i was getting into because kingdom hearts if you've played the first two you know like you can just watch a trailer and know this game is going to play different yeah uh, me and josh spoke a little bit uh, earlier this week about how you know i don't know that i necessarily needed a god of war kind of revision to Kingdom Hearts, um, I think I would have appreciated a little bit of a, of a difference, which they did bring. There, mm-hmm. uh, what, I think what I like the most about this game, um, w- w- one criticism I think is a little too easy, and I'm playing on Proud, which yeah. I'm also saying that as someone who's died a lot, and I think Josh has died way less than I have, and I, I still think it's easy. I've died once mm-hmm. on Proud, and that, but I feel like I'm playing on normal. Yeah. Like I feel like this is the normal. Yeah. Um, and, it it is very easy. I mean, it's tutorial simulator, so they're expecting you not to be very good at the game, or not to be used to this game. So it's 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 really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, the only reason I died is because it didn't give me a chance to heal. Like mm-hmm. it, there, I had I had one like hit that was just like it took. Was it in? No. Okay. You have not. Like there was just, I had almost full health. And there was not a single like frame for me to hit heal. I don't know how you. Anyway, um, the only other times I failed, there was one other time I died, but I don't count it because the 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 thing you were doing, you literally could not heal. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. So there's like rail riding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's that, and then there's another mechanic I can't tell you about. Okay. That uh, is very similar. Like it just puts you in this mode, and mm-hmm. there's no healing. Um, until you, one of the next worlds you get to go to there, there's towards the end, there's a mechanic where you're, uh, where you're stuck and it looks like it says, uh, like core spray. What it says is care spray and that heals you. I didn't know this. I thought it was core spray. So I hit it as a. Eventually, I was I was just shooting or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I di- I was ignoring it because I was you know fighting and whatever this crazy stuff going on, and I didn't realize that I I couldn't heal I couldn't use my magic, and I was like 
well, there, there's nothing to do. And then when I loaded back in, I was like, what, what, what is this? I need, mm-hmm. I need a better attack than just what I'm doing. So I hit that, and I was like, here's some spray. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that heals you. So yeah. that, that was one time I died that I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> but if you die, you die. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Uh, because I have to accept that for myself anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so th- uh, my negative, <clears throat> sort of a negative is that it's a little too easy. But then again, I say that because I dial it, but I also suck at games. But I can acknowledge that it's an easy mm-hmm. game. Someone who's better at it than me, like Josh, is fine. But one thing that, you know, I said uh, that I didn't I didn't need a, like a God of War mm-hmm. reinvention of this game. But the things that it has done that I really appreciate is differentiating the combat very well for at least from the last two core games i i didn't play dream drop distance i played birth by sleep but the the flow motion of being able to just like go into anything and come out yeah um there's so many um i think what impresses me the most about the game is just like all the different things you can do when i first heard about attractions which is something they talked about really early on about how you can use like a roller coaster mm-hmm. and i'm like this is gonna be so dumb like how can you summon a roller coaster? But it just works. Yeah, and it and it I, makes that's, sense. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like at, at first, I was like, I don't know about these attractions. You got the teacups and like the pirate ship, and like it just feels out of place. Now some of them don't work as well as they should. Yeah, but, but when they work, it's like this is perfect. And just the way all the the different keyblades, the way they like their their special abilities and things that they bring to you. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you fight, you you unlock an ability to change the way the keyblade works, and then that does something. And some keyblades have a second tier tier of uh, a transformation, and so you're doing all that, and then you hit this attraction, and then you hop into the Buzz Lightyear thing, and you start shooting people, mm-hmm. and then or you hop onto the um, you know the mountain train or whatever. I think this game has. This is a big proclamation. But I feel like its combat systems are not deep in terms of intellectual, but deep. I was going to say they're as deep as Persona 5. But Persona 5 is intellectual deep, whereas this game is just, there's just so many things you can do. Yeah. You don't, not, your... I mean, you can go there the whole game and not really yeah, do yeah. this, but it, it differentiates the combat and... and just like in Spider-Man, you don't need the gadgets, but some gadgets make things e- easier, and that's the same thing with these attractions or certain keyblades. I've I've got a a keyblade that doesn't have the best stats in every category and both categories that lists, um, but the uh, the uh, just the way it works mm-hmm. feels good. Yeah, and I I like it because it helps you close distances very well, and it transforms into claws and then transforms into yo-yos yeah and it just helps you like it really helps to close that distance because sometimes you're like i just need to get over there mm-hmm. and this this uh keyblade does that um and the same thing uh i wrote down uh traversal just feels really good this time mm-hmm. I, I thought it looked a little hokey having the like glowing wall running wall running stuff but it feels good mm-hmm. the dive mechanic it it almost feels really good Sometimes it doesn't, because it, it it takes like you jump and then it goes. It takes a second to get into the the swan dive or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it changes perspective a little bit and kind of like screws with like how, how you're controlling it and it feels a little weird. Yeah. But 
for the most part, everything feels really good. You feel f- fluid. You can feel like you can get out of situations when you need to. Sure. Um, and um, we, we talked about the gameplay. Um, it is really simple, but some encounters reminded me of like watching someone play Dark Souls, where sometimes you can't just hit X. Sometimes you have to take a step back, kind of like the old like cloud fight or mm-hmm. the Sephiroth fight. You have to see what he's doing and then learn to counter it. Yeah. And see where you're going to get a break and what he's doing to actually do something and not hit... Uh, like and just a... spam it until... Right. <clears throat> um, and maybe switching a Keyblade to a better uh, mm-hmm. uh, mechanic to get in there. Or using a, another ability or having to actually use your fire abilities. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or magic abilities. Um, so you... Uh, I wrote down traversal. We got gameplay. Um, you feel powerful. Because we're playing on proud mode, and which is the hard mode, um, and it, it doesn't feel hard because you got it, it feels like he's really good at what he does. Yeah, um, that brings me back. I didn't mention this negative. Um, he seems a bit timid, Sora. Sora, like we we've done this for a while now as Sora. Like he's he's grown up like at least a couple of years since this all started. Like, and it feels like. He's just not sure of himself sometimes. When, well, I mean, how many times have you been way past the time you went to school to learn all the things, to feel timid about the things that you think you, that you should know about? Yeah, uh, I, I can't. I don't. I don't want to go too much further into it, but it just seems like he's, he, you've got the answer to this. So, do, do you think it feels too much like we're too late in the story to you to feel like this? Yeah, it feels like Ash, Pokemon, <laughs> sometimes like. Oh. Like you, you know what to do here. Mm-hmm. Like you need to. You're like, asking the same question you asked when you were ten years old, right? And you're still ten. No, uh, but <laughs> it's, 20, 16, it's been twenty man. years later, and you're ten. No, uh, I just feel like he should have grown up a little bit. Um, like like I mentioned last week, I think it just needs to grow up a little bit with us and not still be locked in yeah. that period. The music is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, like I kind of mentioned last week, so far it's been really, really good at recapping what... Yeah, I was going to ask you, as someone who's gotten further into it... They you... could, they continue to do that. They recap it. They they hit the threads that you need to know. Um, if you didn't play, you know, the old games, it it really explains just what you need to know. And if you did play the old games... It helps remind you, but it kind of overdoes it if if mm-hmm. you have if you have played or know the whole story. So it kind of overdoes it, but um, I think for the new players, especially like on Xbox, it does a really good job of why are we doing this? Who is this person? How how are there so many Xehanorts? Mm-hmm. And who is Xehanort? Why is Xehanort an Ansem? And why is Ansem? It it does a good job of like. Just giving you those story beats enough to follow along. So, but at one point I was playing and someone asked, "What's going on?" And I said, "I don't know," <laughs> <laughs> because I was not expecting what happened, and it was like, "I don't really know what's going on." And so that that's okay yeah, too. I, I got to a point where it was like, "I don't know what just happened," but that was incredible. And so, yeah. Um, 
Well, what I was about to say before you rudely interrupt me. Uh, well, I guess I was interrupting you, but whatever. Uh, was that I was listening uh, to another podcast and they were talking about how confusing the story is. But then they were talking about how in Anthem, there's a character who splits himself into three. And they talked about it like it was normal. I'm like, how dare you say that <laughs> that's normal and then come to my territory and tell me that someone's putting themselves into three. It's all of a sudden super effing confusing. Right. Like, don't, don't, don't come at me with that anymore if you're okay with Anthem doing it and not Kingdom Hearts. Right. So. I mean... Kingdom Hearts story is <laughs> is really confusing if you let it confuse you. I mean, if you just think about it, like it's it's a battle between dark and light, like every single story that's ever existed. It, 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 well, it's about darkness, it's about light, it's about friendship, and it's about the bonds of friendship, mm-hmm. and and how that shapes Sora and his connections to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's. I mean, if we're if, if we were talking about Kingdom Hearts when it first came out. Uh, having first played it and everything, that's. I mean, I think that's why it's a perfect game for King, for Disney. To, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I every time I play this game, it makes me think like, how did someone just like give Square Enix the keys to just do whatever they wanted with these characters? It's like Disney is such a ha, has such a precious like hand on all the stuff they do mm-hmm. that they're okay with this game to like all of a sudden like disrupt all the canon and and do it yeah it it is weird that that that, you know it's just really different for disney Mm -hmm. um and what i will say avengers endgame is in this game i'm just kidding don't do that um what i will say is that donald needs a whole lot less lines (laughs) just a whole lot less like goofy is bad every now and then like just but it's it, Goofy is kind of like the well, he's of more all the characters of pointing out the obvious, right? And, but he does not talk near as much as Donald, or he doesn't annoy me as much as Donald. I think there's some ingredients around here that you could use. I think there's some ingredients around here you could use. Shut up! I saw a tweet that Lulu is literally just like spaces in between. There should be some ingredients you can use around here, over and over again. And I was like, you're right, tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'll save the rest for a spoiler cast. Um, if you even need one now, because we just keep going. We haven't spoiled do... anything. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so keep, keep, keep tuned uh, for us to do a Kingdom Hearts spoiler cast whenever we get to it, whenever we have time to finish Bottom the Bottom line is, if you, if you liked the Kingdom Hearts games in the past, you're going to really like this one. Um if uh, you didn't, have you, if you've never played it, um, this is, I think it's just fine to jump into this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but the first thing you do is watch the memory archives. It tells you a, a baseline of everything you need to know. And then as you play the game, they do yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Explain the characters very, very well, mm-hmm. I think. Great. Um, so before we go, we just want to catch you up on uh, some what you can look forward to this next week in games. Uh, so games coming out this week, uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction is coming out on Switch on February 7th. God Eater 3 is coming out on PS4 and PC on February 8th. Monster Energy Supercross 2 comes to all the major platforms, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on February 8th. The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince comes out on PS4 and Switch on February 12th. 
and Trials Rising, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. I have no insights on any of these. Yeah, I didn't look up any of these, uh, and I don't have a Nick's pick this week. I don't know if I actually had one for last week either. Next next pick this week is Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll have some more stuff. Like I can share some stuff on it, uh, um, at least for the spoiler cast. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have some more stuff to talk to you about next week. Uh, but if you're interested in any of these games, um, you know, go look them up. One game that neither of us have played, but I've heard a lot about. So at least is maybe an honorable mention. We mentioned it last week. It was called War Group on Switch, and I think it's on PC as well. Um, it's uh, kind of a tactical turn-based RTS uh, smorgasbord of games. I don't know where the groove comes into Wargroove, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really don't know anything about it except people said it's like a, it's like Advance Wars, which I don't know what that is either. So when I hear about it, it sounds like Valkyria Chronicles, which I played the demo of on Switch, which you can play the demo of on Switch, which is just like you have a battalion of of troops. Mm-hmm. And you go in and start fighting each other, um, and uh, now this war group seems a lot more in depth. Yeah, um, I mean everybody I've heard talk about it has been really into it. So yeah, uh, so check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, if you're interested in more about Kingdom Hearts or want to talk about uh, other games that aren't Kingdom Hearts, feel free to message us. Uh, you can send us an email weekly at wheregaming.com. You can also tweet at us at wheregaming underscore. Or tweet at us individually. I'm speak at speak Nicholas, and he's... I'm at Jaws1015. You can find us on uh, Instagram. Yeah, it's Wear Gaming Weekly, and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, so send us emails. Let us know what you want to talk about. If you have any questions about mm-hmm. the news that you hear or news that we've talked about, uh, or you you have your own opinions, let let us yeah. know, and we'd like to go over it with you. Uh, we we understand that we have a pretty limited scope in terms of like we we like what we like. Just like you like what you like, and but we want to be inclusive of, of the things that you enjoy. Um, if you uh, didn't know, you can also always find us on YouTube.com. And right now, you should be able to find us on pretty much every major podcast service. We just changed up some of our um, some of our podcast hosting. Uh, but if there's anything that seems weird with it, please let us know because we'll I'll try to up, update it as soon as possible. Anything else that you need to share, Josh? I don't think so. Uh, Wearegaming.com. Yeah, wearegaming.com. So until next week, thank you for watching. See ya.